Thanks for joining us again. Uh, a little bit of a special treat on Halloween. We're also going to cover off on Halloween kills from this year. So we're just going to skip all the stuff. We're still we're still on the the crankshafts. Is that not correct? Oh, of course. We're still still going. <laughs> Why drop that? So once again, crank, open up a crankshaft. Here's the trailer for 2021's Halloween kills. and see the life leave his eyes. Halloween Kills from 2021, directed by David Gordon Green, who directed Halloween 2018. <clears throat> it's produced by Malika Card, who produced Halloween 2007, Bill Block, who produced District 9, and Jason Blum, who produced The Invisible Man. It's written by David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, who wrote Your Highness, and Scott Teams, who has written the Firestarter remake. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode, Judy Greer as Karen Strode, Andy Matishak as Allison, Anthony Michael Hall as Tommy Doyle, and James Jude Courtney as The Shape. The budget was $20 million, and at this point in time, it has made $92 million worldwide. This is Jamie Lee Curtis's sixth time uh, reprising the, the role of Laurie Strode, and that surpasses Donald Pleasance, who was in the series five times. All right, Maddie, thoughts? Halloween kills. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know what it really added to the series. I, the part again from the end, where the where you sort of see the family connection, they're passing it down, passing the torch down the line of the family members to to sort of create some sequels. But um, but overall, it looks really good. Um, there's there's a lot of kills in there, um, so I, I sort of landed on a two and a half for that. Two and a half. Jared, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I think um, there's there's definitely some real positives. I liked a, a handful of things that they did. I thought, um, as Maddie mentioned, I thought it looked really good. I thought some of the the, the stuff they shot going back to 1978 was Pretty great. I cannot get over the Donald Pleasance lookalike, but uh, mm. um, I think James Jude Courtney is a really good Michael, and I think some of the stuff that David David Gordon Green shoots when Michael's doing what you know he's going to do is really good. Um, but some of the the mob stuff, especially, was a real miss. Um, and where it kind of ends up, you feel like they're trying to take this. They're trying to tell us all that they're taking this really big turn in the series. But when you look at it, we're just sort of where we were anyway. Mm. Um, that's kind of where I feel like I've ended up. Um, in saying that, still really positive for the next one. Um, so I didn't come out of it with feelings like I did after something like Resurrection or Rob, <laughs> Rob Zombie's uh, entries. So I'm going to sit at a three. Mm-hmm. I will agree on a three. I think it's a bit of a middling second film. It's interesting to sort of be aware that it's a trilogy. In advance, so yep. you kind of already know that maybe things aren't really going to get pushed that far forward mm. in this one. Um, 
and it does a really good job with certain elements, especially with Mike, when Michael is actually on a killing spree. It, it, it's really well handled. Uh, and I agree with you, Jared. The 78 stuff is, is brilliantly done. But unfortunately, it's just evened out by these muddled messages about mob justice and, yeah. and this whole power of fear and that un, just undoes a lot of it. Um, and, and I think, Maddie, you hit the nail on the head while we were watching it. It was like, it's it's sort of it's confused. Mm. It, it, it's it's sort of it chops back and forth between characters in 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 weird 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 times and in different positions where you're kind of like, well, we don't actually need to be here, do we? Yeah. Um, so it just feels a little incomplete, almost. I would have said. But in saying that, yes, I think it's really really well made, uh, and I give it a three out of five. In terms of like what's the eighth or ninth instalment like it's there's sort of I don't know if there's that much more to offer in terms of adding to what's going on but I think it does a good job of perpetuating what the theme of it is it gives us the cracking music um it's got some big kills in it um and it's yeah so it's, it's got some really good things going for it yeah well she's the uh, 12th one at this stage isn't 12. it 12th yeah if you rob zombies you've got, got, you got, got a couple more to fill in yeah, yeah. got some Research dodging on. dodging <laughs> going on there but. now just to let, every, let everyone know we will be spoiling this yes right? of course so we're not going to if, if you haven't seen it you want to wait uh, until you've seen it to listen to this because we will spoil what goes on get on a peacock Come on, Peacock. Or, or uh, as the Honest Trailer mentioned, um, most people prefer to um, brave death than go to the cinema and watch it. <laughs> Get <the> Peacock. <laughs> uh, all right, straight into it. The likes. I think the performances across the board are, are solid. Um, the only real major player who's not wasn't in the 2018 one is Anthony Michael Hall mm. as Tommy Doyle and I actually think he's really good mm. yeah just like, solid actors yeah. I mean you've got a really good cast of people obviously you've got Jamie Lee decided to bring Will Patton back um, I'm a big fan of uh, what's his name Robert Longstreet the guy that played Lonnie yeah he does a bit of stuff with Mike Flanagan so I've seen him in a few of those things mm. so um, yeah I think Anthony Michael Hall always brings a touch of class mm. Um, so yeah, I agree. I think they've, the the cast has done a really good job. Yes, and I agree that uh, James Hugh Courtney is is really good as Michael. He's kind of got this weird, almost like marionette type of movements about him. You know, he, he kind of he's really kind of um, he's a little bit jerky when he moves at times, almost mm. like he's um he's the not human. He's got the head tilt. Yeah, he, yeah. like he's not human, uh, and I think that's that's. You know that's something that I'll I'll lead up to into as I talk. We talk more about this, but this film. But I think it's a nice way to play him because yeah. he's not. He's seemingly not human. He seems to go. I like the way he goes. Um, you know the way that Michael just kind of strolls around and then just fucking goes bananas yeah. in these ones. Um, I feel like he. Yeah, he just. There's those little subtle touches of menace, though, to it. Like, yeah. I really like the bit, it's later on in the film, but when he's he's sort of taking on Alison, mm-hmm. and she, that's right, she she stabs him in the stomach, and he grabs her, and then he kind of fucking pulls her up close to him like that. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of looks at her. Like, I thought that was really, like, just a slight little piece, but it's kind of like, it's sort of that intent. Yep. 
Uh, but yeah, good performances. Look, I said that there was problems with the mob justice stuff. I still think these ideas are interesting. Well, they, they are build, interesting. But they just they build that up really quickly. And yeah. it just peters into nothing. But, but I think, yeah, I agree. I think the survivors of Myers and, and the impacts on the broader yeah. group and taking it broader, taking the wider view than Laurie, it, it's not angle. such a bad idea. Yeah. And it, it makes sense when you think about some of the stuff that Hawkins goes on with, which turns into a bit of dribble by the end of it. But <laughs> Yeah, the guy was better cut yeah, I think he was jamming a couple of bloody syringes in his backside as well. Yeah. <laughs> Different stuff than Laurie was taking. But, yeah, the idea in general about how it affected the community more broadly, it started off all right. And yeah. I think they started off, you know, how they're kind of, especially Tommy, how he's sort of like a townie who's hanging out at the bar, kind of makes a bit of sense. Yeah. But it starts to lose track very quickly. Yeah. And there is also the inference of the impact violence has on, you know, on creating monsters like Michael and, and the impact the community, you know, the way the, just, the mob justice comes about. That's, that's brought up right near the end. Again, they're interesting ideas, and they're interesting ideas in this type of um, universe. So they're not the sort of thing that we've seen, you know, greatly. It's not something we've seen... Delved into since Ted Hollister got a head blown off, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and even then it was it was a very you know it was pretty pretty quickly touched on and wrapped up. Yeah, so, so they're trying to dig deeper into that. So yeah. I, I I applaud the filmmakers for that. Yep, and trying to to stretch what Michael is. He's not just a murderer. He's had this impact on the community um, of Haddonfield, um, but it comes with issues. Yeah. And we'll get to them. Uh, David Gordon Green, I think he's actually he's a very good, he's quite a good director. Uh, I'm not sure sure about his screenwriting abilities yeah. at times. Well, there's yeah, there's certain points where I feel like he's he's really well suited, and I think one of those parts is directing the stuff with Michael mm. when when it, it's time to have Michael knock someone off. Generally, it's all pretty pretty good. Yeah. Over the previous two two films, I've mostly been pretty happy with the work that he's done, and I think it's a step above some of the other stuff in the series. Oh, yeah. In that regard, Dominic Athen Gerard, or maybe maybe a step below that. <laughs> what was the other guy's name who did Part Six? Someone uh, Chappelle. It wasn't Dave Joe Chappelle. Chappelle. Joe <laughs> <Chappelle>. <laughs> I wish Dave Chappelle had directed. <laughs> um, he he also does a decent job of creating the atmosphere of the original and then also tying the similar style to 2018. Mm. So it still looks exactly like what we had in the previous film and in the 78 flashbacks feel somewhat reminiscent of the original. Yeah. Speaking of that, I think the 78 stuff in itself, um, I mean, where it goes with Hawkins's character, you can kind of take or leave that. Um, but I feel if you're looking at it just in terms of how it looks and how it matches up with 78, mm. I think they did a really good mm. job of recreating what it looked like. Yeah. And the sequence, I mean, there's there's part of it that I, that I don't like that I'll touch on later in terms of what it does to the original. But I feel like if you're going to go that way, 
it's hard to it, it's it's hard to make it look any better than they actually did in terms of matching the matching what it looked like, matching what the characters looked like. Yeah, I thought that stuff was really good. Yeah, agreed. Michael, you you touched on it before about Michael when he's killing. The killing, the the, the, the stalk and slash stuff is is the best part of the film. I mean, Michael is a nice mixture of that Rob Zombie aggressive stuff and the the John Carpenter um, sort of you know slow moving, slipping in and out of the shadows. It's it's yeah. a really nice mixture of that. And fuck, he's dishing out some punishment. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh. the bloke getting the bloody piece of glass, shoved onto the piece of glass that goes through his throat, the woman getting the halogen light yeah. smashed and then jammed in her throat. Yeah. Then she watches on whilst yeah. he puts, what, six knives test in the boat's Test back. a couple out. Some of it was a bit overkill for me. Yeah. Stabbing old grannies yeah. and blatantly. <laughs> and I feel just, like... Yeah, the, the stabbing practice on the, on the dead bloke was just like, oh, that was, was gross. It yeah. was, and I feel like... You know, they, they, new, right? they tested the line a little bit, but as you said, if you're coming from something like Rob Zombies, which I just felt like was way over the top, mm. um, I didn't mind. See, one of the things I, I liked with Zombies was that he was exploring a more kind of brutal take on Myers, but he just went way over the top with it, I felt. Mm. This is kind of more in the middle ground. Yeah. And if you're going to go with, okay, Michael's going to kill a whole lot more people, I kind of prefer what he did in this movie than yeah. what he did in the in the Myers ones. I agree with Maddie. There was a couple of points where I was looking at it going, Ugh, mm. probably could have done without that. But in terms of the, the kind of style of some of the kills and, and the variations on what he does, mostly pretty happy with it. Yeah, he kills off some of the more likable characters too. Yeah. Some of those little bit players and in yes. from the bar. and They do trim the fat, um, which is my hope that dense. Halloween ends might be a little more streamlined because you've got less of the characters that you have to sort of deal with because they've killed them off. Um, he certainly sort of kills pretty much, what, four or five of the characters from 2018 mm. that were, were sort of carryovers. He then kills them. So at least we maybe can clear the slate a little. Um, coming back to the 78 flashback, I really like the shot of him standing out the front of the house, Loomis behind him, all the cops in front of him. Mm. Yeah. The camera's pulling back, you know. Sort of a recreation the of the, playing. the kid Michael holding the knife yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought that was pretty good as well. And I'd forgotten, because we've watched this a couple of times now, but the, the, sh- the stuff about Lonnie. Yeah. He's bullying. He's being bullied, even though he was a bully in the original. But he's also he was also being bullied on the side by this other group of yeah. fucking assholes. I like the reframing of that. But then I like the fact that he he comes into contact with Michael. Yeah, walking down the street. As you said, that other group. I mean, the fucking the male in the Mulaney group. Holy twins or something. Yeah, <laughs> he looked like if Chucky was a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> Who's yeah, yeah. scarier than Michael? Yeah. I mean, get that fucking kid out here. Yeah. The only time I asked Puckett during the film was when he came on. <laughs> that was a big scare. <laughs> and one last thing from 78. I did like the the copper saying that, you know, he's look, he used to look out the his sister's window all the time. And then he walks up to look out there and he looks down and he sees the boot prints there. Yeah. 
and then Michael just comes out of the closet mm. at a million miles an hour and sort of takes him out. Yeah. I thought that was a really nice... Um, it was probably the closest we got to a really solid jump scare. Mm. Now, was there a shot at Rob Zombie in the in the 78? I think I roughly. felt like it was uh, where they said, you know, I used to hang out with Michael and one of them says, was he the, was he the type of kid to pull wings off butterflies and stuff? Obviously, that's not necessarily what Michael did in the Rob Zombie ones, but it was the same sort of thing, like mm. torturing animals and stuff. And he kind of just goes, nah, not at all. And yeah. Like, yeah. Not I'm, that I saw. Yeah. I'm here for that. <laughs> just, that was obviously being probably the thing I hated the most about Rob Zombie's take on it was, was injecting that backstory into it. Yeah. I was okay with that. But before, you know, we, we sort of move out of the 1978, I feel like the Donald Pleasance recreation has to be fucking mentioned. Oh, yeah. Because it looks outstanding. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't it looks, sound very good, no, unfortunately. The, the, but the audio issues are there. Like, it, it doesn't seem to sync up. No. But the way that he looks and knowing that that was all just a guy, what was he? He was a fucking carpenter on the set or mm. something, and they thought he looked a bit like Donald, so let's put a few prosthetics on him. It looks fucking yeah, uncanny. Yeah, so, they do a really good job there. Yeah, I thought that was really good. Bad, bl- bad luck to that bloke's head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, he'd, make, he'd make a good living for himself now. Just fucking turn up at conventions looking like that. <laughs> make a monster. <laughs> you get some photos. <laughs> what I've... Um, and, yeah, I talked about Michael's all the deaths and stuff, so they were peppered throughout. But what I've noticed with my likes is a lot of it's top-ended. Yeah. The early part of the, the film is, re- is quite good. Absolutely. You know, things start to go downhill after about 45 minutes. Yeah. And one of the best sequences in the film is him actually coming out of the, the burning house. That fire, the fireman is great. Oh, yeah. He really cuts a fucking swath. I like that. Even just the, the Jamie Lee Curtis saying, don't go yeah, in, yeah, let yeah, it burn. Yeah. So good. But I, I actually like the fact that they actually explained how he survived the fire. He's actually in the gun cabinet yeah. that they had. I mean, it's a flaw in her design, but hey, we'll, we'll look but past I that. like the fact that the they tried that instead of he's just in there. Yeah. I, I think um, the firefighter sequence, too, when he walks out, from that point on, I look at it and I'm like, it's the kind of sequence that someone like Michael Bay shoots yeah. and thinks you're going to sit there and go, oh, fuck, that looks cool. Yeah. But Michael Bay really hits the mark. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I feel like, you know, this is where David, David Gordon Green gets some points. I mm. did look at that and I kind of just, you know, you switch the brain off for that 45 seconds to a minute and go, oh, yeah. That first looks one's great, really straight cool. through the mask. Yeah, yeah through the mask. shot from inside. But so a couple of the other ones where they're, they're not quite silhouetted, but they're almost like that with the fire just raging in the background. It looks fucking awesome. And how he comes out and then he just hefts up that yeah arm. that's it and, when, they, and they they take hold of their axes it's like a showdown you know? that's right when he first steps up and he kind of you know he's dragging that thing and then he like you said he takes it into the hands you're like that's the moment where you're like okay we're on here we're yeah. back in we're back in the mix and i as far as likes go and again as i said when michael's killing it's peppered throughout but the last one for me is that actually inside the the, the scene inside the, the car where he's stalking them and he's on the roof. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that was really good. Yeah, portions of it. There was a couple of things I didn't like so much. I thought a lot of that was quite handy. The kills in there were pretty good. Yeah. 
I didn't like the fucking this is for Dr. Loomis. No, I did not like that. That should not have been in there at all. But Yeah, it was a bit messy. That's right. Around a similar time, one of the nods that I liked, and I felt like a few of the Easter eggs and the callbacks to the to the other movies in this were a failing. I felt like they were really clumsy yep. at a few times. But one that I really did like was the Silver Shamrock Skull mask yeah. on that kid. Um, and then when they talk about Michael playing hide and seek or whatever, and you see him standing there and he's fucking holding it, it's just dripping. You're yeah. like, ooh, he's killed again. That was, I, I, I actually really liked that one. Um, and I think that mask in general is the, that's the one, that's the pick of the Silver Shamrocks from mine. That one's really cool. So I like that. I also liked that uh, our mate, the sheriff with the, with the cowboy hat was back. <laughs> yeah. I really like him for some reason, but even though he gets lost in the shuffle, yeah. I'm glad that he's back and I hope he gets a little more to do in Halloween Ends. Yeah. So um, that was a like for me for yeah, sure. I, I I liked I, him dejected on the stairs at the end of it. Yeah. 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 Where he sort of realises it's that realisation that the whole fucking thing's out of control. Yeah. You've not only got a murderer roaming the streets, but you've also got this group of people who have got no concept of what they're killing. <clears throat> um and I think that could have been handled better, and I'll probably talk about that in the dislikes uh, yeah. as to how you hand, possibly handle that a little better. But, yeah, that sequence on the truck, on the car where he's on the roof and everything, he stabs the bloke through the eye, mm. um, and the girl comes shooting at him, and then he kicks the door, <laughs> and she shoots herself in the head accidentally. Uh. And then I really like the idea of Lindsay sort of taking him on. Yeah. With a bag of bricks. Yeah. Um, but as we mentioned, and I think, Maddie, you brought it up. I mean, we've spoken about it. Lindsay's knocking up a three-minute K. Yeah. Get out she of there. She does. She fucking puts on the sprint and she gets out of there. And, yeah, she has to hide and gets a little bit lucky, but, fuck, she made the, made the right move. Yeah. Made yeah. the right call. Yeah, yeah. She decides, fuck, I'm out Get of here. Get the fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah. I don't challenge Shaq to a basketball yeah, That's yeah, right. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Well, I mean, what Lindsay does is she, like, she steps up and she's, you know, she says, what do you got? And fucking tries to knock down a jumper or something. Yeah. Gets, gets it swatted back in her face and then says, yeah, we won't play. We won't yeah. play today. Yeah. Oh, this is not my game. Ooh, and gets the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. We're playing full court. I'm going back. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah, um, no, we're shooting free throws, Shaq. That's yeah. all we're doing. Um, so what are, any other likes for you guys? Yeah, the score. Yep. Um, I think taking cues from the original, obviously, but it's been a real win for this series getting Carpenter back to collaborate with his son and his... his um, their, their mate, Daniel Davies, is it? I think his name is. I just feel like, obviously, Carpenter hasn't been making movies for a while, and it feels like the music is what he's, what he's doing these days. Yeah. So to allow him to kind of have that input, I mean, the scores of the previous two have been right up there with the best. Yeah, definitely. So, And I, I loved when they kicked off the... the the Halloween theme in this one, and they, they had a little bit of a choir in there. Mm. I think it suited really well. Um, and they just kind of extend, like you listen to some of the pieces and it's like they're taking the pieces that were already existing from the original Halloween and just extending them. I, I think I've been a real big fan of the scores in these two. So yes. that's that's definite win for me. Um, I liked bringing the doctor and nurse couple back. I thought having them as sort of a... I don't know, I guess a conduit for, like, having them hold over from the previous movie where they were barely in it, mm. 
to kind of being the conduit for introducing new audiences to like Tommy and Lonnie and yeah. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I think they were a really likable likable presence. Yep. So I thought I thought that was a that was I a would nice probably touch. have a slight dislike to them and it's more about timing. How how much time for certain characters and the fact that there's so many. Yeah. Um uh, we kind of lose some key people in the shuffle. Yeah, I feel. Look, I feel like if the mob stuff is gonna if, is gonna be prominent, which it feels like it probably should have been, it just I, I think they needed to do it a little better. But I, I liked them being the intro. Yes, into it. yes, I totally agree. Because it worked. It felt right. Yeah. Anything else from your end? Ah, uh, that's me wrapped up. Unless mm-hmm. Maddie's got. Uh... No, no, that's my likes. Yeah. All right, dislikes. The Strode ladies are just basically put on the back burner. Yeah. All of them. Yep. Um, they try to kind of bring Karen into it late, mm. but it feels a little bit shit. You know, we've got we've got this character, we've done nothing with her. Yeah. Fuck, we need to do something. Feels like, I mean, it almost feels like they should have just sidelined them completely. I think they're trying, they were trying to build up to the big end. Yeah. But it didn't... But like, if you're not going to... Like, the way I see it is, if you want us to care about that, that big ending, mm. that ending, you needed to put Karen at the front. Well, this, so this is the thing, right? Make the story about her. We're, we're talking about, you know, we've spoken about building up to a big ending and building up to, to Halloween ends. By the same token, Halloween Kills is, is its own movie. Mm. And as it stands, it doesn't work in that regard. Yes. So something had to be done. Are you going to hold them over till Halloween ends or are you going to make them more prominent in this one? Just, it was caught in the middle somewhere and they just got, just shuffled off to the because side. Because I'm a bit with you, Jared. You had so many characters and you're trying to give them time. In a way, you could have sidelined Laurie mm. entirely. Well, she gets fuck all to do yeah, as it is. She could so, have yeah. even just sidelined her further and just said she's she underwent surgery and she was fucking out of it. Well, I mean, her her entire part of the movie is she's laying on a bed having a chat to Hawkins, tries to get in the fray, isn't up to it, yeah. obviously because of the injury she suffered, and then she's back in bed. So yeah. mm. why so do you even? It, why do you even? Just leave her in bed the whole movie yeah, if that's what you're going to do with her. It didn't. It's not like we were confused that she was going to go and fight him. Like the yeah, there wasn't. She Unless didn't have he the opportunity, came to she her, couldn't move. Yeah. Unless he came to her, they were never going to come in contact with each other. Yep. So the problem was that you need to decide that Laurie was not going to be a part of Halloween Kills. Like to me, it would have been a simple thing: is we will see her at the start. Yeah. But. We will not be seeing her at all in this film. Yeah. Her, her next her next part will be the big finale, which is Halloween. But as you said, if Karen's the one that can that can be, I mean, she's the one that can sort of take it on. I would have thought they don't do that front because you want at the end to be meaningful. Yeah. I mean, her and the daughter both get. Mm. They try to put them in, but as you said, it's kind of too late. And what they're doing with them just feels like they just tack them onto stuff that's already happening, and their role in it is pretty minimal until until the end. Yeah, it just sort of feels like we're trying to give her another big moment, like we did in the first one. The first one felt more organic. Yeah, the way we we brought her to the front 
And the reason why I think it worked in 2018 was we kept Karen on the back burner a little bit. We had her as kind of like the the nagging sort of woman who was like, this, you know, you, you've got to get your shit together. And and I can't handle this. And then suddenly she switches at the end and shows yeah. that she can handle it. Yeah. Yep. But if you're going to, and spoilers for people, you're going to kill her. Yeah. You needed to give us something to root, like, to feel like we lost a character we cared about. Yeah. But we don't feel that way because we sidelined her in this film too. Yeah. Well, I sort of, you know, after the first film, you sort of did. They put together this this ending where it was like, yeah, we've got the, the Strode girls together. Yeah. And then, you know, there's this whole Strode Strong stuff that they're talking about. But like you said, she just she gets nothing to do other than the the um, penguin angle, and wow, then and then into the ending. Yeah, and it's just not enough. It's just it's just there's so much going on in the movie that it all just gets lost. Mm. So yeah. they really needed to trim something out of it and hold it over, or just say this isn't going to make it or something like. Yeah. And look, this is the key. The next two for me are the key dislikes, and they really derail the film a little bit. I understand mob mentality, and I understand vigilante justice is what they're aiming for. Mm. But it's just so... They never quite nail the idea. No. It really just comes down to people chanting, evil dies tonight. Yeah. That's about it. Tommy sort of whipping up a few people. Yeah. If you wanted to fix that... All you needed was to streamline it, that Tommy was the fucking agitator. Yeah. Was the one pushing the, you know, getting people together and rallying them mm. and then get out on the street looking for him. But as you said, okay, so Halloween 4, we take, what, five minutes with the, with the winos? Fucking <laughs> 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 winos. You know, the bar flies and, yeah. and Ted Hollister. We end up with the same thing. Yeah. But we took this whole... Tommy building from this speech in the bar to this fucking rallying cry in the hospital to we the accidentally whole... chased down the wrong way. <laughs> accidentally <laughs> chased down a hobbit. Yeah, yeah. God almighty. And then but and where we've ended up with when he's laying on the ground is essentially where we got to with Ted Hollister, yeah. where we say, Well this isn't the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, who thought Mob Justice doesn't work? But then, the issue with this one is they roll it back. Like, they, they give us this whole thing about Mob Justice, and then at the end, oh, we're going to try to take Michael down with a mob. Yeah. Okay, so what are you telling us then? Like, what are you, what are we getting at? I don't, I was left sort of confused about what the end see, message was. See, for me, what it would have been, the better way to handle it would have been stir up the mob, Forget the mistaken identity angle. Try and come up with a better angle to showcase that mob justice is no good. Yeah. Even if it's... Yeah, the it's, whole it's, mob gets slaughtered. But yeah. I mean... But even if it's just something like um, half the mobs fucked off and started bloody robbing places and beat the shit out of a couple of people because they thought they were Michael or something like that. Yeah. That's Michael. That's Michael. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. A, a few people get fucking beaten up because they think they're Michael Wise. But isn't it... Wasn't that what worked in, the, in, in Halloween 4? That they shot that guy because they thought he was Michael, but really he was just some bloke in a fucking Halloween costume on Halloween. Like, well, 
Fuck, you could even go with them. Um, yeah, we ran Ben Trainer down with a Formula One. <laughs> yeah, yeah Peter Brock turned up on. Yeah, you know, he's supposed <laughs> oh, to be doing forty k's on, on the street. Man. <laughs> he fucking he he rounded came. the corner at one hundred and fifty. Yeah, and I mean, like Evil Knievel, it looked like the vehicle was already on fire before he fucking hit him. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just jumped a ravine. <laughs> Yeah, bows down, bed trainers. Oh, shit. Well, this isn't the answer, is it? No, but what you do is you streamline the, the, the mob justice stuff. And if you wanted to have Michael um, and you wanted to walk away from say, well, mob justice isn't the way to do this, you actually have Karen lead Michael into a trap with perhaps just her and Tommy. So the problem, I guess the on. issue is that the mob thing feels like the major... Keep up. Of the piece. Yeah, it's fucking fluff. But then we pivot. <laughs> that's that's my way to put it. It's your key message, but you fucking that's right. fucked it up. <laughs> well done. Yeah, that's right. It's the most important uh, part of the picture. And you fucked it royally. But, um, yeah, I just didn't. The big thing for me was I didn't necessarily dislike that angle. But as we said, it went to some places where it just felt like we were losing control and we'd lost the reins for a while. There's a sequence where they're chasing fucking Sandboy's Genji <laughs> through the hospital. <laughs> uh, and, and the reason why I say this to let the listeners know is they try to insinuate that two, two, two escapees in the truck, <laughs> one of them's fucking Michael Myers, who's 6'3 and doesn't like freak shit out. And one of them's this fucking midget guy fucking with Danny DeVito. Hair who, who fucking mumbles to himself. I mean, it's twins part two. Like, it's, it's, it's we have Danny DeVito and then we have a big six foot three. As you said, brick shit house, and somehow we get it mixed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a sequence there. Confusing though, which James said... Gandolfini and Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> it's ludicrous. We see Tommy charging up the stairs, and he's followed by the entire fucking doctor. <laughs> As you said, the one bus going. The entire fucking medical staff is charging up behind you. <laughs> you would think one of them would have the sense to say, hey, just, let's just settle this down. Yeah, Everyone's on. getting in on it. There are the other patients there. that require our fucking assistance. We can't get into this shit. But as you said, Adam, you know, <laughs> we're talking about whipping up a mob. It seemed like you were in the perfect place. You are in a bar full of licking up lunatics. <laughs> And you leave there to start whipping up a mob and then you end up at the hospital. As you said, surely people are there going, yeah, evil dice tonight. I'd love to help you, but my heart's not up to it at the moment. I'm seeing like, I'll see like, I'll get you to a couple of, I'll get on the phone to a couple of my buddies and see if I can get them involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, I'm in, but I've got a broken leg. Can I, can I, can I ride shotgun? I'll have to be more of a background player in this one. Uh, yeah, what though, Jared? You're absolutely right. I mean, I know back in my younger days, if I was ever looking for a mob in a mob justice, I went down to the blind beggars. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Started fucking thumping tables. Yeah, I mean, I mean, in that environment, they don't even have to know what you're saying, but if they see you with a fist in the air and kind of a rhythmic motion, they'll be clapping and fucking following along before you know it. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking in the hospital you turn up the fucking person behind the desk goes shut the fuck yeah, up yeah. it'll be a fucking two hour wait see there <laughs> yeah <laughs> what's your Medicare number if you don't have one fuck off yeah the hospital is not the place to stir up that no I didn't feel like it and as we've kind of alluded to like the the mistaken identity angle is fucking laughable yeah it is just ridiculous I mean, it's pretty sad when the bloke jumps out the window, but He's what's led up to that? Fuck, what's led up to that is so stupid. Are we sure he moment... wasn't chasing a ring? <laughs> <laughs> I he thought he was out the window. I was thinking he might have thought he had a trick umbrella up his sleeve <laughs> yeah. to kind of just float down to the ground safely, but um, it's just it's just it's so bullshit. Silly. Because we see that the likes of Tommy have already seen in the bar. The two photos for one. Yeah. Um, But as you said, any of those people that were were somewhat involved, even the people who weren't involved, know Michael Myers is a pretty big unit. And he's not a fucking rotund (laughs) (laughs) five foot two individual. Fucking 20 people are dead. I'm not looking at the five foot five, raggedy haired, fat loser yeah, running yeah. through the hospital. And did we also mention that you know Michael Myers hasn't spoken for fucking forty five years or whatever? <laughs> uh, but this bloke's sitting there going, "Help me, help I mean, me!" He's fucking Larry. This guy hasn't frozen up. He hasn't got the grip strength to knock one out, let alone knock, <laughs> put, knock someone's eyes out. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. And then the other thing that really bothered me is when you see them, like you see um, Karen looking across at Tommy going, it's not him, and he's kind of sitting there going, "Eh?" it's like, just yell out, it's not him. Like This is not, like it feels like it's so ridiculous, but then when they get to the point, there is still a resolution, and they just fuck it. It's just so ridiculous. Yeah. They really fucked that up. It, it was, <laughs> it, yeah. It's, it's, on par, least... it's on par with the Sartain yeah, yeah. twist in, the, in 2018. Yeah, probably. It doesn't ruin the film, but it fucks up the kind of the messaging. Yeah, you know, yeah. And as I said before, it's your key point, but you cock it up. <laughs> it's your key message, but you cock it up. Yes. And that's really <laughs> key. Now, Big John and Little John. Ugh. God. I mean, it's so stereotypical. And yeah. It just felt really kind of forced. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, we're putting a gay couple on screen and supposedly treating them respectfully, but it just feels like, as you said, stereotypical. I mean, they can't just be sitting there having a couple of beers or a glass of wine. They've got to have a fucking cheese board and be dipping honey and all this sort of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to see fucking Big John upstairs. <laughs> Smoking weed, dancing to some Halloween song. Like, that's how we're introduced. Yeah, I actually like them as characters and, again, yeah. as actors. Um, and, of course, Adam, their names I've got an issue with because there's no way they're not referring to their cocks. <laughs> <laughs> and, again, we're supposed to be treating them respectfully and I look at it and I'm like, they're, they're Big John and Little John because one of them's got a bigger dick than the other. And then I thought to myself, am I being kind Why of... Why am I laughing? I, no, <laughs> I said to myself, am I, am I off here? 
But then I'm like, no, that's right. It was written by Danny McBride. Of course that's why they're calling each other Big John and Little John. Because I look at him and I'm like, there's not a massive size difference if I'm talking height and weight. And I just looked at it and I'm like, ah, oh, this is just off. It's, yeah, it just felt really off. Yeah, it didn't work out. And um, for me, it just it was too much stereotyping going on. Yeah. I, mean, I just felt like that too. I think you sort of summed it up. It's like they wrote a, a gay couple, but they don't know anything about a gay couple. Yeah. Like, it's like, well, what, what do we think they might do? Oh, they don't have cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's what it felt like. Yeah. yeah I, I, I might could be wrong. Off. I might be wrong, but it just it felt really kind of put on. Yeah. And if I'm off on the, if I'm off on why they're called Big John and Little John, I'm happy to be corrected. But I just feel like when I, when I look at the writing team and I see Danny McBride and I have seen Your Highness, we're talking about a movie where a bloke's wearing a dick around his neck as a, as a necklace. So I'm like, I don't feel like I'm wrong. No, I think you're My last dislike is, I know that Michael is kind of supernatural. Like. It, there's an element of the supernatural to him, um, but it felt even more so here. Mm. I mean, he gets a fucking pitchfork in the back, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And just gets up. And when he gets we shook off a couple of shots again from the gun. Yeah, he, he fights off an entire group of mob-wielding, you know, pipe-wielding motherfuckers. <laughs> you know, yeah. pipe motherfuckers. He, 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 he fights them off. Iron-wielding. After barely, after getting hammered. Cricket bat wielding. Iron wielding, yeah. He gets up. Now, I know they're trying to position the fact that he's not human. You know, he's evil and there's no, there's something about him as we create this violent society around him. He gets more and more, he gets stronger. Yeah. But... I don't know, it just kind of went against partially what they produced in 2018. Yes. When he wasn't like that. Well, they keep saying he's not supernatural. He's just a resilient human being or whatever. But this one... No. No, doesn't say that. That's what I said, though. If, he, if I'm giving the pitchfork into his back, I'm fucking standing on it. I mean, resilience is fucking shaking off a rolled ankle. Not yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. shots. Yeah, I can play for, a fourth, for the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah. that's right. That's not, right. It's not fucking getting shot. Point blank range, yeah. and then just getting that nothing happened. Yeah, he yeah. gets thumped in the back with logs and things. And yeah, so a lot. It's that, very different. The first one, it's sort of like he fell out a two-story building and then disappeared, and that was the extent of the supernatural power yes. that he had. Yeah. In this one, he's like, he's he's managed to get somebody up in the crawl. I've tried to lift a box up the stairs into the <laughs> crawl space. He lifts a whole body up there without <laughs> making a noise. Like, yeah, well, the, the thing about it is... up there, they fucking sandwich him. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's in there. Uh, <laughs> and the funny thing is, she looks up there, and he's in head, hands, fucking <laughs> if you had you, If you had that much strength, you'd just jam things in all the time, I'm sure. He looks like he's just been... He's <laughs> just yeah. a little cube, and then shoved up there. <laughs> That's he's gone into the deadlights. That's, the, <laughs> that's what's happened. Uh, you're right. It just kind of it just kind of goes too far. Well, that's the thing. Like when you when you think about the original, there's that element of mystery there, right? Like he fell off there and then he's gone. Yeah. 
it really fills, it really, you know, you've got to lines make it, up, fill up the gaps yourself. Yeah, and it really lines up with what they're talking, the boogeyman, whatever. With this one, they, they just go all out and say, mm. they just show you on screen, nah, he's basically unkillable. Um, and I mean, there's something to that. I mean, I read sort of Joe Bob Briggs' breakdown of it on, on his Patreon sort of page, and he made a really good point about, hey, it's one of the few times they've actually done this in a Halloween movie where they basically tell you straight up, hey, you're not getting the happy ending. He's, yeah. he's not going to die. Mm. Um, but by the same token, it just feels like, like you said, they just, they kind of try to confirm that, yeah, he's, he's supernatural, but they just do it right in your face to the point where it's just like, yeah, it's kind of unsatisfactory in comparison yeah. to, like you said, like we, we mentioned, the mystery and the filling in the gaps yourself yeah. previously. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a... Bit of a disappointment. Mm. Any other dislikes from you? Oh, mate, I've got tons more. Yeah. For a movie that I thought was three stars, I have fucking, I have a plenty, plenty to go through. I mean, Lonnie's son, just still there. I, I, I didn't need him back. No. Um, and and read the room, mate. Yeah, you've had a prick of a night. <laughs> you, you've you've shown your true colours. Just leave it. Yeah, away. just go away. Um, and just the sight of Drew Shide just shits me oh, after yeah. that first movie. I mean, look, he's probably a nice bloke and a decent enough actor, but just the, just the stink of him in Halloween 218 just bothers me. Um, the 1978 stuff, loved it. Does detract a little bit from the original ending. Yeah. And I think, you know, we already... We already, didn't we already talk about this in the original where they wanted to continue on him getting caught and John Carpenter told them, meh, it's not a great idea. Maybe. And then they went and did it and I love the look of it, but I kind of look at it now and I'm like, Ugh, I kind of would have just preferred him to be disappearing after falling off the balcony again. But the other thing that I dislike about it is it leads to this, it places this importance on Hawkins' story yeah, which then just but gets yeah, fucking left out. And he again. doesn't really keep saying it's not about you, Laurie. He yeah. kept looking out the window, and you're thinking there's a big reveal yeah. as to what he was looking at. Yeah, when the big reveal is he's looking at himself. Looking at himself. Looking at himself. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? It's very protective of that spot. But this yeah. again, it's you not like about you, Laurie. The best sunlight. I'm that part of the window. I want to get a bit of sun in yeah, there. He's, like, but it's, <laughs> he's trying to make him, trying to tip up his hair. It's, idiot. It's, <laughs> Honestly. That's what his mask would have used this time around. A little yeah, bit of, possibly. A little bit of tipping. Um, but it's the whole it's not about you, Laurie, really shits me because... We kind of insinuated in 18 that it was. Well, that's, that's yeah. it. Like, we said that... It's not his. It's not his sister. We went to great lengths to say it's not his sister, but he still fucking. He didn't go straight home in that one. No. He went, and you know they they say yeah, it was Doctor Sartain that fucking drove him there. Or <laughs> 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 Unless we talk about oh. that, the better. <laughs> Don't give me stuff, but. So what we get to after the whole mob and the supernatural stuff is, okay, so he's just the boogeyman again. That's where we We've were. Been there, though. We've that's been where there. we were. Even when it was about Laurie in the yeah. first one, that's where we were. Yeah. It I, just feels like no progression. You hit the nail on the head, mate. 
it's, the, the film seems to have no real progression to any of what we were after. Mm. So even with 2018 progressing things a certain distance, we then seem to be just in the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, very unsatisfying. Yeah. Well, My hope is that Halloween Ends has some corker sort of explanation for all of this or... Yeah, yeah. It's better go somewhere. Sartain, still alive. Sartain, still alive. Member of the Cult of Thorn. I can't hell it's a bring back the Cult of Thorn. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it. I think it, the it. third one could easily turn into, like, the third part of Split and Unbreakable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that really totally. botched that, yeah. those ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it could just turn and descend into ridiculousness. Madness. <laughs> which, like is, which is a bit sad because... Uh, and uh, uh, the big dislike with the uh, him just openly killing everybody and being unstoppable, it just it really does take away from what I thought was really cool about um, Halloween in the first place. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, and the other thing about Halloween in the first place too, like, as I said, I think the exploration of the, the rest of the town is good, but the original Halloween, if you go and right back to that, it was supposed to be this. The scary part was it was supposed to be this community of people. But when it was when the shit hit the fan, no one was there to help you. And they even have those instances of going to the doorstep and yeah. ringing on the doorbell, and people are fucking shutting the shutting the, turning the lights off and shutting the curtains and stuff like that. So it kind of goes in opposition to that yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've still got. A, I've still got. Quite if a I few lived in that house, if, in that town, I'd be holding up like the pledge, like the. Um, What's that movie? Purge. Purge, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, here's another one of my dislikes. I thought Haddonfield was a fucking small town. We seem to have a cast of fucking thousands. By the time (laughs) we get to the hospital, like I said to you, Adam, hospitals in New York aren't as busy as fucking Haddonfield (laughs) Memorial (laughs) seem to be that night. I think their doctors doctors and medical staff have to do their job, not charge up the stairs (laughs) after a fucking small (laughs) man. (laughs) But as you said, when when we're discussing this, it's a small crew in Haddonfield. I mean, some people are flying in for the weekend to, to fill staff out. Of, you know, we need you to drive down here just for, you know, Saturday, Sunday to deal with the rush because yeah, yeah. it's not a big it's not a big hospital. Well, I don't know. the problem was in Halloween too, no one was in <laughs> That's right. We wanted both extremes. We had more staff than fucking patients in, Hall- in the original Halloween too. Um, yeah, so that was, that was kind of funny to see. The nods, the Easter eggs, they mostly miss, and some of them miss really badly. Marion's, why is Marion there? I don't know. Why is Charles Cyphers there? Why is Charles Cyphers there? He has not aged well. He's not aged well, but dropping his his dropping the one good scare line was supposed to feel like a you know a fist pump moment, but I just kind of I groaned at that one. Well, Um, I mean, he fucking fist pumped and then grabbed his heart. Yeah, well, he was one. Of, he was one of the people who should have been staying at hospital when they put the mob together. I didn't mind so much what they did with Lindsay, but again, it just felt like she was there for the for the tenth scene, and then she's her her, her um, use is done to the to the story. Um, so I don't know. Maybe they've got something up the sleeve there as well. But again, it just felt like you're adding to all. You're adding to these issues by adding all these characters. Um, to 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 too many storylines already. Yes, they just kind of f- overfilled everything. Yeah, definitely. Um, some dialogue issues. Mm, yeah, a couple of real stingers. 
The old couple, oh, fuck, there's a big dude in a monster mask. The old bird goes, what the fuck does he want? (laughs) Uh, I don't know, but let's not talk about it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. Evil Dies Tonight was just, it it was said too many times. Yeah. It was just, it just felt like every two minutes someone was saying, Evil Dies Tonight, or He Dies Tonight, or Michael Dies Tonight, or it just felt like too much. And um, Big John and Little John. He stabbed his sister in the tits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck, Big John, come on. <laughs> and I think it's like Little John that goes, Michael, you came home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, have we? Con- have you confirmed that it's Michael? Is your- I thought Michael was five foot two. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pudgy. Yeah, and then fucking Tommy pops up with uh, over that shit. He goes, we haven't seen him with any marks. Are you sure it's not him? <laughs> <laughs> He's not Michael Myers. Everything peters out real quickly after they realise that's just a fat bloke. That guy is a nobody. He just jumped out the window. It feels like a real turning point that like that portion where they chase him through the hospital. The movie's never as good from that point on no. it feels like and like, like we said there's fucking hundreds of people around his body while it's smooshed on the ground <laughs> and not a single person goes what the fuck have we done like, they just all look at him and go ew and just sort yeah. of walk off yeah no, but that's where you just quietly whistle and forget it and you can't to leave yeah. oh, that's the Bob's fault I wasn't part of that yeah, like, what you say is yeah look fucking Collateral damage. <laughs> yeah. That's what happened. I was just after the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Oh, dear. <laughs> Those fucking kids. I wish Michael had knocked them all off. <laughs> <laughs> Pack them off. Smug at the end, yeah. <laughs> Very smug. That was a small one. Yeah. Uh, it felt that the girl at the front, I actually, when I first saw the girl at the front, I thought, that's the, that's the little girl from Psycho Gorman. <laughs> it wasn't, of course, but, you know. I looked at it and I'm like, she's fucking, she's showing the same kind of demeanour, but in Psycho Gorman, it was supposed to be funny. I guess one of my last ones is Lorian Hawkins. Like, why are we all of a sudden tossing out this lost love sort of angle between the two of them? Um, uh, I think it was because she was in love with Ben Kramer and then we <laughs> yeah, Peter Brock fucked that up for everyone. Um, she was looking for other potential suitors. <laughs> no, but it just felt like like why are we tossing that out? We 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 don't bother to talk about we don't bother to, to elaborate on what happened in the house when, when Hawkins shot his co worker there, his partner. And then they use a kind of Switch the gun and yeah, you know. we do the little police corruption thing, but then we 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 spend a couple of minutes with with Hawkins. He's not really professing his love, but he's kind of like, oh, you know, I had a bit of a thing for you and blah blah blah. I'm like, we've seen the pair of them a common a, a combined three to four times in an hour of the movie, mm. and all of a sudden we're dropping this. Why the why waste time on it? Look, he was drugged out. He was drugged. Yeah, he was drugged out. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. You, that this is where you cut the fat. That's so right. You cut it out of some of these bits. It and didn't you end up need to Ninety be there. minutes of film. That's right. I, I just felt like that. I'm looking at that, and especially you know when we're when we're going back to those two for that's not about you, Laurie, and all this sort of shit. When you look back at it, that just felt like fluff. Mm-hmm. It didn't yeah. need to be there. And I guess my last one is 
I mean, when we're flip-flopping on mob justice and we've said it's it's not good and then, then it is good when we're, when we're taking Michael out, why do we flip-flop again and they all of a sudden stop? Yeah. Like, you got the bike on the ground, we've got irons and cricket bats, <laughs> we can finish oh, the job. When he's on the ground, that's where you unroll the iron. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying, if we, anyone got an extension cord, I could give him a nasty burn while he's down there. <laughs> yeah. Just put that on his back and turn it off. But we seem to have guns that then disappear when he's lying on the ground and then no, well, wait to finish Remember? the job. When he actually gets back to his feet, the guy tries to shoot him again. And he but come on, we're in the States. Oh, yeah. Someone else is, <laughs> someone else is concealed carry. Yeah, oh, oh, for sure. There's half a dozen people without a fucking permit. <laughs> but even then, they all stop. It's like, oh, the job's, the job's half done and he's fallen over. Yeah, yeah, we'll just stop and we'll have a look at him for a bit. Instead of old mate with a cricket bat coming in and fucking laying in and just, you finish the yeah. job. That's I'm working on the straight drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> straight through. He's got a reputation. You sorted it. <clears throat> I just feel like, you know, you, you've rolled back your message on vigilante justice and decided, yeah, it's all right when it's Michael Myers, but then you pull, you pull up short. Mm. It's just, it, it was really frustrating because it felt like, I mean, we kind of knew what was going to be coming. There was going to be some sort of fight back or whatever. There was a moment, though, when I looked at it and I was like, it's going to work. And I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm keen to see where they go with that. Yeah. So for it to be unraveled by, a, a, you know, fucking 10 people who are raging and flailing and hitting and, and then they all go, stop, just hold there, hold up. Yeah. Let's just check that it's, you know. It just felt so stupid. Mm. It just felt out of character with what they had with built up the whole up. night. I mean, and I, is that what you're trying to tell us? For people's bloody blood. Are you trying to tell oh. us that, oh, yeah, shit, the, the short guy, we accidentally killed him. Maybe this isn't Michael Myers. We better double check. But hadn't he wandered out without the mask on prior to that? So that doesn't even feel right. Mm. Like, I just looked at that. The photograph on the TV was him without the mask on. That's start, right. And so he walks out. Known it was him. He walks out to pick up the mask into Karen's little trap where they all see him without the mask standing there and then he bends down to pick it up while they're surrounding him. It just didn't hold up yeah. at all. Like, if you are confirming that it's him and, oh, yeah, we fucked the other one up, but this is the right guy, you, you're going all out, aren't you? Yeah, agreed. Totally agree. So that was, yeah, it was just one of those things where it's kind of, I mean, you expect some dumb logic in, in kind of horror movies and especially Halloween movies to get where we've got to, 12 yeah. movies deep. But that was just too much for me. Agree. <clears throat> um, Anything else? We've been to enough karaoke nights to realise that a story's not going to hold a crowd. <laughs> oh, oh. No. Tommy, you're getting fucking booed off stage, bro. A story's not going to hold a crowd. They're just going to get back to their conversation. Oh, mate, with a ventriloquist has been thrown out by oh, his pants. Oh, he's <laughs> being killed. <laughs> if he belted out a bit of darkness, I, mean, I believe in a thing called love. Do not first. even get me started about David Strath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! She throws out a bit of superstition or yeah, yeah, yeah. a bit of darkness. I believe in a thing called love to set the mood and then tell a story. Maybe exactly. it's a craft. Lead you need to build. You need to build. Get the audience with a good tune first, yeah, and then, then tell a bullshit story. And I mean, you know 
that he's been telling that story every fucking year. That's right. My Michael Myers poetry slam is not getting well received. <laughs> At the very least, bring a hanky <laughs> But yeah, old mate, old mate with uh, the, the, the ventriloquist dummy. Old Huckleberry is getting shoved up oh, his backside oh, 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 in about two minutes. It's part, the, it's part of the get show. The fuck he, off. he does his ventriloquist show and he gets beaten to death. <laughs> <laughs> We've already seen what this mob is like. You know, they're ready to fucking, they're ready to, to, to belt the shit out of Michael Myers at the drop of a hat. I'm pretty sure he's in the firing line as well. Somebody's taking his fucking head off. <laughs> I hate ventriloquism. <laughs> it's just shit. Sorry. What do you mean? Sorry. I never knew you had those oh, kind of feelings. Sorry, I, just, I just, I just, it doesn't do anything. I mean, I'd have probably. <laughs> I'd have probably booed him off, but you want to take his fucking head off. <laughs> well, the baseball left there for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Old Huckleberry's been here for a hundred years to deal with ventriloquists. <laughs> yeah, and every talent night they say we'll put a ventriloquist on the, on the ticket. <laughs> Just to fire up the crowd. <laughs> I mean, if you put a bloody ventriloquist act that the blind beggars here on a Saturday night... <laughs> These people cannot be held responsible for what they yeah. do. Yeah, there's no second show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's one night only. Yeah. One night only gig. <laughs> Shit. Alright, is that everything? Because you've really been that good. <laughs> you sure you want to stay on three? Yeah, yeah. I was still at three stars somehow, but sure I had, a, to go up to I had a whole lot of issues with it. You sure you don't want to go up to the snake or yeah, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I, I believe I went to, for four stars for 2018. So yeah. Quite a drop off. I um, I think I revised. I think I was at a four, but I after seeing it a second and a third time, I kind of settled around the three and a half range. But uh, yeah, this one had way more problems. Yeah. But it's or, still three stars. Oh, um, was, yeah, it's that good. <laughs> if there was more ventriloquists, <laughs> oh shit! I'll keep knocking stars off when the effect occurred. I think that guy was on the screen twice too. Oh, <laughs> 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 All right, that was Halloween Kills. Um, you can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and any place you get your podcast. Our email address is thrillme at iinet.net.au. We're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia, Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com, Instagram at thrillmepodcastau. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for details of our next episode. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.